Okay, when I was preparing for this episode, I was the most excited. Like, even taking the note. Usually I'm like, oh, I have to do these notes. Like, I better get it done. Start the show. I am. This is it. This is a cold open. (laughs) Stop messing it up. (laughs) This is the show. Oh, my God. Hi. (laughs) (laughs) I like your style, both of you, so much. (laughs) Thank you. So excited. And we're not paying for her to say that. Right. I have no nerves. I just am sitting down because the two of you just, I mean, we've been talking for a long time already. Exactly. And I don't know when the recording began, but. It's recording. Here we are. Here we are. Thank you. It is making me feel comfortable. You're welcome. Thanks for being here. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining Aww. us, Emily. Yes. Thank so you. today we have Emily Vesselin here. Did I pronounce that right? I've you actually did. never it, asked you. It's impressive. Yeah. 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 Thank you. I'm it's a big fan. One. You didn't pronounce many other things today, but that's fine. No. Well, from Kansas. I don't know. <laughs> no offense to my other Kansans out there, but I'm not great at pronouncing things. So yeah. uh, welcome to Rough Cut. Guys, thank you. Hi. Thank you uh, so much for having me. I'm so excited. It's we're so excited. I do believe this should be called the Polished Finished Product Podcast because oh. you guys are so polished. Really? Just right oh out of God. the gate. Really? Wow. And I mean, I you're sort of lying. new to this. <laughs> and yeah. already you guys are just, you're captivating. Oh, we're like, yeah. thank, you. thank you. I love it. You know, I have to say, it. a lot of it has to do with these microphones. They make us sound really sound good. Wow. Don't you love how you sound in it? Yeah. It's, it, it has sort it of a professional good. sheen yeah, that you get, right? We don't know anything wah, about wah, podcasting. Wah. No. We're brand new, as you said, to this. Yeah. And our saving grace is Rachel, our sound engineer, and these mics. Wow. Who yeah. made the call on the mics? I don't, I don't Rachel? know. Rachel? I don't know. Rachel. Because she knows what to do with it. Yeah. <laughs> I, we have show nothing up. to do with it. I'll take yeah. credit for that one. Yeah, okay. thank you. That's thank correct. You. Ra- yeah. Rachel chimes in sometimes. So if you hear a voice coming from the yeah. ether, that's it's the voice of reason. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. yeah. All right. Yeah. yeah. Sounds she, great. She'll usually chime in like, "Stop complaining about the heat. I can't do anything about that right now." <laughs> yeah, it is always it is always hot in here. So hot. Well, anyway, it'll be great in the winter. You guys, this episode nah. is super exciting. We're talking about copying. Today, knockoff artists, knockoff yes. artists, artists. I I use. Ah! Yeah, so controversial, very controversial. Mm-hmm. Abiding a huge problem in the industry, always. Right? Uh, yeah, it, it's yeah. something huge problem. all of us at all levels of the industry see on a regular basis happen all too often. Absolutely, yeah, yep. absolutely. Okay, on wait. every level, and that's what's kind of shocking. Yep. Yeah, on yeah. Every, okay, oh, and but I have wait. stories. I have wait, wait, wait. stories. Okay, okay. We all Before have stories. Before we dig in, let me introduce Emily. Oh, yes, because, introduce her. Introduce yeah, her. because yes. this yes, is yes, important. Yes. We have yes. a very special guest. I'm a huge fan. Who has the most amazing Emily. skin. Uh, yeah. My skin is very gorgeous. red right now. Yeah. Oh my Because it's really hot in here, but it's gorgeous. No, from shiny the, hair. From the flattery. Great. Shiny <laughs> hair. Look at it. I have absolute bus hair, JB. You look great. I, no. I, I thank you. I mean, look, she got that bus hair. I got that bus hair. Yep. <laughs> she makes the bus look good. Okay. Yep. <laughs> so, Emily is a longtime jewelry and fashion writer and editor. Um, who currently is the editor of the Zing Report at Jewelers Mutual, which is fairly new, right? Last year. Very new, yeah. Mm-hmm. It came out. If you don't About follow it. a year it, old. Do follow it. Emily's behind it. It's great. Um, and she was formerly the senior editor at JCK Magazine, uh, WWD, and Los Angeles Times. Have Amazing. also been on her Way resume. back in the day, yeah. yeah. But you I still tag so them on there. accomplished. Oh, thank so you. Accomplished. Well, also, though, she runs an Instagram personal side Instagram called Jewelry Reference. I do. Which 
I'm obsessed with. If you guys don't, you are follow so this, sweet about that so Instagram good. feed. I love it. I, I love a, that you love it so yeah. much. I, I do talk to her about Insta- it. She is the Instagram guru. She is so, so good. If JB it. likes oh, it, guys. it's good, and that's oh why gosh. I you always follow it. talk Honestly, to her about all things IG. I'm absolutely flattered by you every time you say something oh about God. it. So thank you. It's so good. You, literally, I go. Th- I we have like backlogs of saved things we want to share, and pretty much the whole account. <laughs> in there and I say stuff like we can't post it all at once she's gonna be like stop anyway check it out thank you it's, it's great. jewelry history it's like little little nuggets of jewelry but history good history but kind of like I yeah. always say it's juicy jewelry history it is juicy it's like Madonna's early look and yeah. why like Stevie Nicks is the gold dust woman exactly mm-hmm. like where why Chris Corn okay so there is a theme because I love music and I love rock and roll so mm-hmm. there's a lot of music and rock and roll and yeah. those, you know yeah. th- those performers yeah so I did one recently on, I think you commented on, um, Chris Cornell always wears more mm. spoons or forks. Yeah, that was interesting. Yeah. I didn't know that. Who knew? Yes. And Who I knew? just kept seeing his picture everywhere with a fork necklace. Yeah. And I'm like, really let cool. me get to the bottom of that. Yeah. <laughs> and that's what you did in a recent, or actually, I don't actually know when this article came out, but it's probably infamous now. And if not, it will be after mm-hmm. this, that you wrote for JCK about copying in the jewelry industry yeah okay so let's start with um marla aaron who is i mean i don't know if everyone knows this in the jewelry industry i guess in new york this is something specifically i think we a lot of us know about who work Mm -hmm. in the industry that she gets knocked off all the time yeah all right and you one of the things you talked about in the article was what happened with orate i don't know is that how you orate i always say orate but i I could be wrong i could be wrong but i thought it was orate yeah Mm -hmm. so let's start with this what happened there that was kind of how you let out the article and i think that was a great yes my editor at the time vic gomelski said to me you know this is pretty big i'd written a couple of just like who, what, where when articles about what was going on with that essentially carrie um Oh, God, I never remember her. I'm not going to remember her last name. The actress who mm-hmm. was in the R8, uh, Carrie... Oh, Washington. Washington, yeah. right. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. She showed up she all over Instagram. She was in yes. the adverts. Mm-hmm. So it was actually a collaboration with her. And she had on this necklace. Oh, wait. So this was a design collaboration that she engaged in with them. Yes. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I didn't it, know that Yeah. Part. Well, it was uh, all kind of stripped later uh-huh. of her name, which I'm sure... I mean, I'm sure her people sadly said... You gotta take yeah. take her name off, but bounce. they continue yeah, yeah. they continue to collaborate, uh-huh. so it worked out fine for and them. They continue okay. to sell, that and they collection. continue to sell the collection. But I think, and I could be wrong, it was just the one piece. It was I think it was called the lioness necklace, yes. mm-hmm. and uh-huh. it had um, you know a little lion pendant, and it was hooked on with the carabiner, the Marla Aaronish mm-hmm. sort of carabiner. Mm-hmm. Um, and I talked to Marla about it, and. She is very, very chill about it, considering how often she gets ripped off. I mean, we can talk about this later, but there is a designer out there who has ripped off every single one of her pieces, Mm -hmm. essentially. She's moved Mm -hmm. on to other things, but at one point, it was almost a mirror Instagram of Marla's. Yeah. Uh Um, But she was like, I can't fight them all. I can't fight them all. But she just felt, I think what she said to me, and I don't want, I don't want to speak for her, but in, in the article, when we had a zoom Mm -hmm. and talked about it, she said to me, you know, I can sort of deal with the Etsy knockoffs. I can deal with the, um, you know, non-fine knockoffs. Yeah, yeah. But she said. Well, because that's not her market. That's not her market. Right. Mm -hmm. So that's not going to damage her business at all. 
Um, but she said when it was sort of somebody that I consider a peer, mm -hmm. that really got me and I really felt like I needed to take it's, some action. And she wrote them a personal letter. I'm sure she did yeah. and she should have. It's especially hard when it's then, you know, backed by celebrity endorsement too. That's, yeah. a, right. that's a much bigger hurdle then to try and overcome. Uh, mm -hmm. And especially when it's somebody like a Kerry Washington and she's got a fan base and exactly. a lot of uh, access to publicity and that sort of thing. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And I mean, she, I'm totally unwitting on her part. I'm sure she had no idea. No, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm yeah. sure. I don't yeah. really the responsibility. Yeah. Yeah. The yeah. responsibility. Also, frankly, when it's a celebrity collab of some sort, right. how much they actually have anything to do with the design yeah. is right. probably Questionable. like very, yeah. very little. Realistically. Yeah. Totally yeah. correct. They probably look at the design and say, oh, yes, I like that. Right. Or there's you know. three and they yeah. say, this is the one I like. This is the, the one I want. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. But what did you guys think? Did you, did you guys think that it was... I'm not losing sleep over yeah. somebody like Marla Aaron getting ripped off. And I'll yeah. tell you why. Because Marla Aaron has a very successful business. Very strong business. And yeah. I think that she'll continue to have a very strong business regardless of who rips her off. Yeah. So I, I think really, it's unfortunate though, it's that unfortunate. she has to yeah, listen, deal with that. I don't care what size your business. It's never right to yeah. get copied. And I feel sorry for the designers who are, have much smaller businesses. Right. And they get ripped off by a Schiaparelli or a Dior or somebody like that. That is truly, truly devastating because those people haven't been able to even build their businesses yet right. and to establish themselves in the marketplace. Mala Aaron's work is so recognizable and so much of those carabiners is associated with her name that I'm not really worried about her. And I think that's also why she can afford to have a much more laid back attitude about that. Right. You no, know? absolutely. But she did bring up a really good point. Um, well, actually, I was speaking to one of her retailers in mm. Texas uh -huh. who basically said, you know, Marla Aaron prints money for me. Like she sells so hotly. Uh -huh. She's so uh -huh. white hot that mm -hmm. I, I love carrying her. And he goes, yeah. yeah, he goes, but also, you know, there's now a ton of other designers who are basically doing the same thing. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's a little disheartening. Sucks. I feel yeah. like. And yeah. Marla was saying, you know, like these mm -hmm. trend cases, a couple of designers said this to me. Um, Alison Lou said this to me, or Kemla, sorry, said this to me as well, that the trend cases that retailers have in their mm -hmm. stores are essentially like filled with knockoffs a lot because yeah. it's, you know, here's a carabiner from Marla Aaron. Maybe mm -hmm. you have a great display. Maybe she's the sort of premier line in there. But mm -hmm. then there are usually like two or three other, if mm -hmm. not total knockoffs, semi-knockoff collections in because it's a trend, quote unquote. You Given know? that you just said that, talking about those retailers, right? Yeah. So this is kind of my attitude about those. So we live in America. Mm -hmm. People, we do. Yep. people we do, do yep. what they people here do what they do to make a buck. Mm -hmm. That's and correct. I, yes. And there are things to love about that in this country, and there are things to really hate about that too. And I get it, and I see both ends of it as an outsider coming in. And there's a lot I love about this country and why I choose to live here. But uh, you know, people do whatever they can to make a buck and whatever they can get away with. So on who is the onus to manage that? Do we then say, are you the store owner responsible? Do you say then to a third party retailers, do you mm -hmm. say to them, well, you really shouldn't be carrying this person because you know, you know the business, you know the industry, you know that this is a knockoff off of this individual over here. So mm -hmm. who is really culpable here? Because people are going to do what they're going to do, right? Right. And no matter how shady and shitty and all of that things. And the, yeah. the legalities mm -hmm. of that, you know how challenging they are to prove. Mm -hmm. You know how challenging it is to have uh, a design patent case go to court and to try right. to assert that this is your, in fact, that you are the originator of this design, whether it's because of a functional 
you know, thing or the design itself, whatever the case may be. Who's responsible? Well, a lot of the designers that I spoke to for this particular story mm-hmm. said the retailer bears a lot of the onus. I would say mm-hmm. And the I same. would say the same because they're aware of the market. They're going to the trade shows. They know who They know it intimately designs. in a way that a lay buyer doesn't. Right, right. So if I'm buying, you know, something, I agree with you that the onus should sort of at the end of the day, be on the retailers mm-hmm. because they're out there in the market. Mm-hmm. They're going to the trade shows. Yep. They know darn well who originates mm-hmm. I- you know, ideas and concepts and, and who's doing well with those. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so to buy four other copycat designers to flesh out your cases, I think is shady. It's shady. Yeah. And I wonder, do they do it then because the... Mala Aaron copycat will sell it to them at a lower price point. Is that I'm the sure that's part impetus? of it. Yeah. That must be it. Because sure why else wouldn't they just go to well, Mala? Then, right. And then it know. sucks too because that onus then gets put back on the designer, of right? It goes back to someone like Marla Aaron who has to carry the weight of all of this and say, hey, why are you buying well, this? That's always who gets screwed. It's not the store. It's not anyone else. Right. It's going to be the designer, the originator of that design who ultimately gets screwed. So. Right, right. And like you were saying, I just wanted to pick up the thread from you saying, Elaine, um, you know, you're not worried about a Marla Aaron, but if you don't at least put up a show of fighting against yes, counterfeiters, right. yes. um, you are the person who gets knocked off with impunity, like, constantly. Yeah, yes. So she has to true. she That's has true. to confront sort mm-hmm. of the more high profile. They all do. Uh-huh. Um, and this is what Lydia Cortiel, God, I always say her name wrong. Is it Lydia Cortiel? Don't look at me. The unbelievable French jewelry designer who I write about all the time, but only see her name in print. Mm-hmm. Um, she said the same thing to me, too. She said, if you go after every copycat you will lose your time and your money you will lose your inspiration you will basically like lose your heart will drop out of your body and your face will explode because you can just chase and chase and chase you will have so many copiers if you are in that class of truly creative you know sort of auteur level Mm -hmm. jewelry design which most people are not most people are sort of reinventing the wheel in creative and mm-hmm. and cool and you know interesting ways, mm-hmm. but and trying to be as original as possible. But there are those people like Marla Aaron, like Lydia Cortiel, like the Allison Liu brand, and Eva Farron, you know, so many mm-hmm. who push. They're sort of like the top tier when it comes to innovation mm-hmm. in fine jewelry design, mm-hmm. and they are constantly pushing us forward like nobody used emojis and emoticons in fine jewelry mm-hmm. before allison came along mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. and now they're everywhere yeah. and everybody uses them and they're painting them on pearls and it's just sort of a thing and and it's not it that art was out there already mm-hmm. to pluck but mm-hmm. the idea of plucking it putting it into a, a fine, fine a fine context mm-hmm. was original and it was innovative mm-hmm. and Who's painting them on pearls oh god there's, oh, there G- are many G-Wana? people Okay. <laughs> Let's talk a little bit, yeah, about about Eva Farron. That's my Farron. No, I mean that's my oh, pronunciation God, we're, too. This, this whole what thing, a mess. We a, yeah, we're a mess. Nobody You're talking to a person anything. who sits at home and writes all day. I know like, that's never. all I do is I'm always on Instagram. <laughs> but I that ring you reference in your article, her cross, the X ring, the X ring, mm-hmm. and that ring is so knocked off. That it's it's almost hard to like pinpoint it back to her at Completely. this point. I can't even imagine. It's uh, kind of going back to my earlier point. 
that's who I really feel for in that mm-hmm. position. Obviously, it's not great for anybody, no matter how established they are. And nobody wants to deal with that. But that's like who I really feel for because that person is coming trying, up, coming up yeah. and trying to pay their bills and trying to make something happen. And now you've got a kind of a behemoth that just comes along and can do that. And what yeah. recourse do you have? Yeah, you know? yeah, it's true. And the recourse is... From what I understand, and I'm not a lawyer, mm-hmm. minimal. I mean, minimal. you it can send a cease and desist. Mm-hmm. You can hope that they, you know, I talked to a couple of people. It's interesting about copycats, too. Is sometimes people are picking items out of a catalog when they start mm-hmm. a jewelry brand. Mm-hmm. I don't really understand how that I don't works. Get why yeah. You, <laughs> but I guess why? you wake yeah. up in the morning and think, I need to start a jewelry brand and I know nothing about jewelry. I need a catalog like an LLB situation. Like all of us, all of us have had moments where we wake up right. and say, Oh, I need to start a brand quickly. Get me a catalog. I gotta put oh something together. I gotta put together a collection. I have to put together a collection immediately before breakfast. Get me a catalog. Get me a catalog. If you're out there That's doing good. that, just don't do it. Just please don't, don't, just don't do that. Don't so do stupid. that. But it happens. Yeah. And it happens all over the world. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And sometimes the designers told me, which I thought was so interesting, they said they picked out my design from a manufacturing facility, mm, a factory, yeah. didn't even know that it existed and that it was a popular design because they are actually mm-hmm. not in the industry in any way shape or form they're just thinking but this manufacturer had a catalog, has a catalog of designs. basically filled with knockoffs yeah and, and she's like i love this one this one and this one and had no clue what was happening. right and then yeah. the designer contacts her directly and says what are you doing what are you doing this is yeah. my design what are you Why? doing amber yeah amber yeah. and amber's like Holy shit. I didn't know. Yeah. I didn't know. And they the legitimately don't know. Thailand said, here right. are the designs. Right. Yeah. And then there have been a couple of cases that I've heard of where people are confronted with that and they're absolutely apologetic. They stop selling the item and it's all good. Uh, we've been, yeah. uh, I've been in that situation with a, a collaborator that, you know, I talked mm. about this on an episode, on several episodes before my little collaboration that I did with Drew Jewelry. We've mm. been in that situation where we have actually reached out to people and said, uh, do you realize what you're doing? And they didn't know. They and they were know. very, like, d- mm. devastated. I'm so sorry. I didn't even know. The I appropriate feel reaction. Awful. The, right. the yeah. normal human reaction to something like that. And yeah. then they take down the images and then Good. they take down the inventory from their websites and that sort of thing. Yeah. And we have a conversation. And I've said to them very politely, like, listen, you really got to do your research because you don't know who else you're potentially ripping off. And we're hustling here trying to run a business trying to make some money like absolutely you know? yeah yeah and no i think it's true it's really hard because there's so much jewelry out there and what are so what do you think the jewelers are supposed to do in this day and age of like factories are knocking them off where they're yeah. trusting their work to be but also instagram and tiktok where you're sharing this work and you have to you share have it to. you have, you to, have share to share it, it. you, you have can't to show it opt to the world. out of instagram correct it's true yeah. no it's absolutely true i mean i think you can take some steps to sort of protect your ip your intellectual property by not sharing your design before it's ready for to be purchased to before market. it can be purchased yeah. Yeah, before it's went goes to market yeah um that's one thing and then um you know sending the cease and desist to any sort of high profile fine jewelers who mm-hmm. are doing the same thing but i mean 
What's the question again? You're asking like what they do? <laughs> I mean, yeah, what, what, I mean, honestly, I don't even know there's an answer. I don't no, think there I is because one. I don't think there I is think one. I think it's just the way of the world, and mm-hmm. it's going to be a constant battle. Agreed. But let's and, talk about Etsy for a minute, mm. which, in my opinion, Etsy is a repository for knockoffs of everything. Uh, yeah. And I went on. I was on the um, bus coming up here, and searched Cartier Love in mm-hmm. Etsy over 40 hits of knockoff Cartier Love. Rings Love rings and bracelets. Everything. And, and for some reason, I don't maybe you guys know. This is not a knockoff. They do not. You keep looking at it. This is real. <laughs> I'm looking at it because I'm like, I love it. These are all real. There's no way that you are wearing knockoff anything. Are you kidding me? (laughs) Yeah. Are you kidding me? I mean, I could like, in my periphery, I could tell that you would never. (laughs) Are you kidding me? (laughs) Absolutely. No. No. Absolutely not. The card is so nice. Anyways, looking at some gorgeous jewelry. Um, No, it was like 46 fake Cartier love. Bracelet. Wow. I believe. And the thing is, on the naked internet, on the naked internet, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't think you see that because I think no. that the FBI and the anti, you know, counterfeiting they're law enforcement—they're yeah. working. But for some reason, Etsy is this safe harbor for mm-hmm. counterfeiters. Like I cannot Just even crazy. believe. Can I tell you yeah. something real quick? Yeah. This is so. Ugh. We're blowing the doors wide open on this. <laughs> so listen, 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 listen. Okay, this is anecdotal. Mm-hmm. I'm making no judgments here okay. about the people who actually do it. I get it. Everybody's trying to make a buck. Some this is a judgment-free zone. I was when I was doing my little collab, design collab, I used to go frequently to a production facility on 47th Street. And this was not the facility that I'm about to talk about. This was not my facility. This was not our guy. We know him well. He would never do this. But it was somebody next door. Mm-hmm. And because uh, you walk down those hallways, sometimes people have their doors open. And so you see a lot of people working on stuff, production people. Mm-hmm. And I see a designer I know or used to know years ago back then talking to a guy. And they've got a wax mold of a Cartier Love bracelet mm-hmm. in front of them. And I, I very recognizable immediately very you recognizable. can't really mistake mm-hmm. that for anything else yeah. with the little um uh, screw, screw as yeah. well there was a little mm-hmm. mold of that as well okay. they're chit-chatting and i'm sort of waiting to get into to see my guy and i'm standing there and i'm looking at this it's this designer i know and she turns around and recognizes me sees me and i'm like yo what you doing girl and she was like oh you know and she looked flustered and she was like oh you know well people you know somebody comes to me asks me can you make this same thing for me but for less and you know you do it and i was like how common is that practice that scandalous scandalous that people come in and will that regularly be like say to their jeweler friends hey just make me this cartier thing but like give it to me for a friendly discount make it for me for less wow so something that's 10,000 is like 1,500 yeah I think that bracelet retails for like uh, 6,500 or something like that Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't know I I don't remember the price but I'm sure she probably sold it to her friend at a huge discount and wow. or, and the wow. manufacturer shocked yeah and the, shocking yeah it is but shocking. I used to see that all the time and that's yeah. what's really shocking and I and it's when I saw that that I thought how common is that practice and I remember saying to Andrew after that 
uh, just since I was brand new in the business, so I don't even like know what I'm talking about when it comes to production and all that. I don't even know how any of this stuff really works yet. I've been in it for like less than a year as a photographer. Mm -hmm. So I remember saying to Andrew at the time, you know, this is what I saw. And I was like, that's interesting. What do you think is the legality of that? Do you think like that's just unenforceable and Mm -hmm. people just do that? And he was like, no, of course it's enforceable. (laughs) And of Mm -hmm. course it's not like a thing that if any, if, if Cartier knew, they would be shutting that shit down so fast, yes. you know, with all of their yes. weight and legal team right. and all that yeah. stuff. But that was so eye-opening to yeah. me when I saw that happening kind of in front of me and it, the kind of nonchalantness about it. And I'm like, well, yeah. if you're willing to do that with a big guy like Cartier, who really can throw the book at you and come down on you in a big way, and they can easily in a court of law prove the origin of that design like it doesn't it wouldn't take much for them to do that yeah yeah how willing are you then to do that very commonly with your peers with the things your peers make <sighs> yeah yeah I it's know, a really good scary. question and i bet you that guy who made that cartier bracelet just has that mold and a cad for it just on hand and always has he and, fully does and fully makes that on mm. a regular basis <sighs> How many molds in the world do you think exist of the Cartier Love oh, the, the, That must be thousands. The most <laughs> yeah. that, that must be the most commonly copied thing. So I, I looked it up. Wait, let me tell oh, you. Oh, she's got data. We have facts what? today. Look, I'm gonna get. I'm gonna put. I'm, I'm gonna inject a fact okay. into this we amazing conversation. Would love it. JB, we have facts on the show. <laughs> Yeah. This is not how we do things. I know. This I'm shaking it up. JB looks a little ele- scared. We're like elevated. I'm like, are we ready? Is this a show now? I know. Jesus. All right. So. Well, listen, Emily, don't set the bar too high. No, Because we won't. do have other episodes to do. But I'll just tell you that Cartier, you're correct. Is oh, really? the most copied jewelry brand Which design? in the world. Interesting. So I didn't, it did not say. It didn't okay. say. It didn't say. But essentially, it goes Cartier Rolex. Oh, Which obviously we know because yeah. we sense. know that suitcases of faux Rolex fly yes. into yep. every yeah. airport in America all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also uh, Hermes, mm-hmm. Tiffany. Mm-hmm. See if I can read my handwriting here. Hermes, mm-hmm. Tiffany. Yeah, that those were the top. Wow. And then it's 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 a, it's crazy. So listen to this. Every year in the U.S. An estimated 400 billion in counterfeit goods gets sold. Wow. Whoa. 400 billion. And I bet you that only accounts for major labels. I was going to say, and I think that we're talking about, because yeah. when we talk about fakes, there's really two tiers, right? Yes. There's the, the suitcases of Cartier and mm-hmm. Rolex knockoffs that come in through JFK. And then yep. there's sort of like the peer-to-peer yes. design theft that's happening. Yes. Um, and like, I, I kind of feel like we can't even broach the, the Rolex coming in because mm. that's just the authorities are all over that already. Yes. Yes. You know what I mean? And I, 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 I think it's less interesting, too. I mean, I think what, what is really egregious and most notable about counterfeiting in jewelry is the designer to designer because it's so shocking. It's and so it's personal. Sad. It's so personal. And it's so personal. These are your it's sad, peers. too. Yeah. These are people you've probably, uh, you know, sat across booths from at mm-hmm. trade shows and yeah. that kind of thing. Like, mm-hmm. that, yeah. these are your peers. Yeah. Right. When we were researching this episode. We were researching ever- this episode? <laughs> Yeah, well, Emily did. Yeah. She we were looking at pictures of some of these peer to peer. We did look knockoffs. at photos. 
And it was shocking, uh, for sure. And one of the things that I thought was really interesting about the article and jewelers, as you interviewed them, revealed that it takes a toll on them creatively. I know. And that was really heartbreaking. It's devastating. Yeah. That's the sad part, right, is that they lose their mojo often Mm -hmm. and they just see this deluge of people, you know, of copies coming in and their lawyers are sending them and sending them or friends and whatnot. And they're like, wow, it took me years to come up with this one signature design like Bea Bongiasca yeah the you're so vine yeah. ring yeah you know and she Those I posted so innovative uh, as well at so that time. innovative and there's no way yeah. that anybody on earth could have come up with that Mm-mm. except for her mm-hmm. and that's why when you see the copies you're like how dare you yeah yeah I mean it is so gross it is and I posted one just like whoa this is a crazy ripoff it's mm-hmm. so trying to be exact it doesn't have the nuance and the polish of her design because Mm -hmm. her design is gorgeous but she reached out to me on Instagram and DM'd and was like we are pursuing action against this one I hope she doesn't mind that I say this I think it's fine they're pursuing against you know at least one uh, knockoff artist because it was so just so grossly brazen Wow. Well, and it's in what I think is so interesting speaking of Bia and Marla those two women specifically and Eva actually they really are forces right in yes. the field that have put out such new and exciting things totally and i the thing that i don't understand is the people who are knocking them off where do they think they're going to find the success? Like, it seems like that's an immediate roadblock. Like, why would you even? They're still on Etsy, off. though. Like I said, I'm coming back it's to crazy. this safe harbor of I'm, Etsy. Yeah. That's what I was about to say. They may not garner much respect or success mm-hmm. within the jewelry community of their peers right. and the store owners who know these people intimately. But... Mm-hmm. The market is huge. And the world that we occupy is is so small compared to the greater market where lay buyers shop and that online globally. The people we know, our little community of jewelers, which is there are quite a few people mm-hmm. right it's it's quite large relatively yeah. and i'm always amazed at how many new designers the market can bear i'm always amazed that every single year because yeah, there's, always, there's like, so many great new designers every, every time year. i talk yeah. to somebody like you or jb i feel like i have a good sense of everyone who's out there and who's like mm-hmm. hot right now and then i hear all oh these God, new no. names and i'm like yeah. I, I i've never even heard no. of this but who's this I you would have to be up. studying full-time you all have the time doing that but and jb you are always, always oh she's I was always just on it yes i'm always doing yeah. that oh and you introduce well it's like her job yeah but you launch i mean you launch brands you do and i have i just almost legit and i like I have reposted, as you know, so many of yes. your posts Thank you. because you're such an advocate, not just yes. for like, oh, someone's great or whatever, but for like great design. Yep. Yeah. So and I look to you and, and the industry looks to you. She and yeah. NYC Jewelry Week have legitimately launched what are now some of the hottest brands totally. in the oh, in the business. Thanks, That's 100% well, fact, true. Fact fact, 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 fact. You know, this brings me back to Etsy because we're really interested Girl, in we're always going Etsy. back to Etsy. Jesus. Mm-hmm. So we're Bloody really interested Etsy. in working with them. Because there is an enclave, as it used to be, I'm sure you remember when they first started, of that's a place where people can get started. You're right. right? You're right. And it's unfortunate now that there's this whole other part of it, like you're saying, that is full of these knockoffs. Mm -hmm. And what, and what, what I hate about that is 
this doesn't exist anymore. I find Etsy overwhelming now. Yes. I can't even go on there. I used to be able to go on there and find new brands or discover new talent totally. in small towns mm-hmm. or wherever. And yeah. now it's just... At oh, the beginning of much. Etsy, it felt like it really was like your favorite craft fair. Mm-hmm. I mean, it yeah. really felt like it was a place for makers. Yeah. But it has been overrun right. by manufacturers. Yes. Etsy, and call us. Yeah. Let's Etsy, call it. Like, I mean, call I'll us. clean it up for yeah. you. No, I won't. I don't know. <laughs> I do not, no, I do not no. know how to do it. We're not doing that. No. But, um, We're doing nothing. But I, I, would, I would definitely ask you to call JB and be like, what can we do about this? Let's do it. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, there is still good stuff on there. Absolutely. And, so, and I also... I want to make sure that, you know, young designers still have a place where they without having to get their own web store. That's what's so great about it. I mean, surely now Squarespace exists. Yeah. Other options exist. Yeah. But Etsy is still nice. It, it's it formidable. Does a great service. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, yeah. It's Absolutely. Really... No. And that search engine is can be can help launch designers. Yeah. Because it's so sure. specific. I mean, mm-hmm. if you're somebody who only does heavy metal, like if you're like an acid queen and you only do like heavy metal silver mm-hmm. with Labradorite that looks like, you know, it was pulled off the finger of a Viking. Yeah. Like you will be Wait, able to find description. <laughs> did you just call that an acid queen? I love that's, it. That's the brand. Oh, acid queen is the brand. <laughs> I was like, I think I've been called that before. <laughs> I love it. I'm pretty sure there was a guy once who called me that. No, that's right. It's called Acid Queen. I think it's Acid Queen Sterling. I don't know. I can't remember, but I know it is Acid Queen. But like, it's the coolest, most like rock and rolly kind of stuff. And I feel like those kind of handmade collections that are very niche Mm -hmm. do really, really well on Etsy. So, yeah. I mean, Etsy can be great. Uh, Of course. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I wanted to talk a little bit about the fact that there's some things in the legacy of jewelry that have been knocked off a million times. And when does that become okay? Is that ever okay? I'm going to say no. I'm just going to throw my little vote in there. But the scarab is a great example of this. There are, I mean, especially in the last year, as you probably know, scarabs have really been trending. Yeah. Everyone and their mothers doing In the ancient Egypt, Egyptians did not file patents. <laughs> they did And they have no trademark. You know up. what? They really did. They were they really bad it. about that They were bad about the paperwork. <laughs> Yeah. They ran out of papyrus a little, <laughs> yeah. a little too quickly. There, yeah. It's it's terrible. Yeah. I mean, no, it was a real problem back then. The papyrus shortages. Yeah, yeah. I know. And, the, like, and nobody the could read either. That yeah. was part of the issue. Yeah. Has I, I have never met Frank Everett, but I'm a mm. fan of his, and I know that he told a colleague of mine that there are enduring motifs in jewelry. And he said, you know, he was very exact about it. He was like, there are five. Mm. And I remember, I remember, <laughs> I yeah, he was okay. like, there are yeah. five. There are only these five. Right, there are only these five. And he was, he's going to listen to this and be like, who is this person? <laughs> um, fringe. Okay. Serpents, like snakes. Yeah. Sure, sure. And that's all I remember. But there are okay. like three oh. others that are sort of these. Scarabs like, gotta be in scarabs there. Scarabs have gotta it's be in I bet there. you, I bet you, uh, hardware has to be part of that too. <sighs> Something, Something, right? Like nails, I bet the eye. yeah. eyes. Maybe eye. the eyes. I bet you we there can come up with more that, like, than five. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Just keep coming up in jewelry. Yeah. yeah. So I don't, so those wouldn't be not copyrightable. I think that right. where yeah. you can make a case is where, for instance, there are versions that we've all seen of something like the Cartier Love Bracelet that is clearly very heavily inspired, but somebody like tweaks it ever so slightly. Or there's mm-hmm. a mechanical uh, component that is different. It's a different kind of closure. It's a different kind of system. 
So you can make the argument easily that, well, the function of this is very mm-hmm. different, right? We do not use the same mechanisms. It's not, uh, you know, you don't get the novel little screw thing. Mm-hmm. It's a more traditional clasp. Whatever right. the case may be, it functionally, this is different. And at that, when you get into the nitty gritty of kind of copyright law, when you go before a court, what you do have to prove and show uh, are all the ways in which it is the same and the opposition will show all the ways in which it is different. And if mm-hmm. there's a certain degree of difference that the court can agree to, they'll say, well, you're really not infringing on a copyright here, right? Mm-hmm. Well uh, said, and, totally. And, yeah. and that is going to be based on, like most things in American law are based on something we call community standards, which mm-hmm. means that every judge, every district, uh, everyone is going to have a slightly differing view on how similar a thing or how different a thing needs to be before you're infringing or not infringing on somebody's copyright. Mm -hmm. So there is very little standardized procedure when it comes to that. That's why it's in part so difficult to try and enforce. Right. And what are you as a designer going to do? Are you every time you make something going to file for a design patent and hope that it comes through? That is an expensive and time-consuming process. And you may not end up getting the patent either from the patent office at that point. In any case, you could be patent pending forever for all you know by the time they decide that like, okay, I guess this design is different enough that it warrants its own patent. And then again, that's decided, uh, you know, on by the discretion of the patent office. And so... Right. uh, well, let, that's let, the thing that I always think about is like what actual functional legal recourse yeah. is there? What what mechanism do you, is there in place that can even hope to protect you? So from what I understand, speaking to the lawyers for that piece last mm-hmm. year in JCK, the best and like most surefire IP protection kind of that you can apply for mm-hmm. is the utility patent. Mm-hmm. So not not a copyright. Mm-hmm. And the, there, there's, I guess, um, listen, I want to also give a shout out to Sarah Yude and Tiffany mm-hmm. Stevens yeah. at the Jewelers Visualist Committee because they taught me everything about this. Amazing. And I'm actually in front of me right now is now is Sarah Yude's sort of like dossier Amazing. on patent and copyright. So I will t- I'm actually going to read this little thing. Great. If you guys read, don't it, mind. read it, read okay. it, read it, right. read it. A patent is an intellectual property right granted to inventors to exclusively make, offer for sale, or sell their invention throughout the U.S. for a limited time. Utility patents protect an invention or the discovery of a new and useful process, machine, article of manufacture, composition of matter, or any new and useful improvement of one of those things. It's a 20-year term. And then you can also do a design patent. Mm-hmm. Which is it protects new original and ornamental design for an object of manufacture. From what I and that's fourteen years. But from what okay. I understand, the design patent is super hard to get and prove. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But the utility patent, all those little bobbles that you talked about, sort of the closures mm-hmm. and the fixtures and those things, um, you can have a design patent on. If you have a new way to string a necklace, if you have a new little clasp that you could that clasps onto something else, if there's a new way to join two components in a piece, you can apply for a design patent the to utility patent. Sorry, utility, utility patent. Yeah. That's right. That yeah. actually makes a lot of sense because yeah. I imagine a design, getting a design patent is a lot about that that is mm-hmm. subjective. Yeah. And it's much, probably much easier for a patent office to say, okay, this particular kind of mechanism, this is actually something we've not seen we before seen in this context on right. this kind of piece. Mm-hmm. So th- that's actually pretty it rational. It makes sense, right? That makes yeah. sense. Yeah. 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 I, when I heard that, I said, oh, okay, yeah. okay. So it forces you, if you 
want to patent your work and have uncopyable work, essentially like, you know, sort of stroke for stroke, you need to come up with something that can be patented in that way. But here's the other side of that. Yeah. You do that. You get all of your patents. You get all of your ducks in a row. Mm -hmm. Other people start copying you. You still need to go after them. You still need to sue them. You still yeah. need to hire attorneys yeah. to draft letters, cease and desist, et cetera, et cetera. There's nothing automated about that process that You're now right. protects you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you still then have to invest a fortune. I mean, fortunes of you money. Do. You do. To then protect and enforce But you your have patent. stronger legs to stand yes. on when you have the patent yes. there, when you can say, this is it. Court of law said, yep. this is original. You cannot copy me. It's less like... Oh, this looks like my design. Yeah. I don't like this. You know, it's really like right. well, and so this I used is my to, design. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so I used to work in fashion, mm-hmm. and this was a constant problem. Oh, yeah. Of course, it's and huge. you still hear it's, about it. Yes. But there is, it is in stone a ten percent difference. If someone ten percent, ten percent, ten percent difference in design is that? Yes. And how do they quantify? Well, this? that's the thing. The, I okay. mean, it's ten yes. percent. Yeah. But. It still exists. And that's why you see when younger jewelers' T-shirts are knocked off by urban outfitters. Yes. They can still win because at least this exists, right? It's up to the hands of the court at that point. But something exists with some sort of measure Mm -hmm. of what that design difference needs to be. And whose discretion is it up to then to decide if there's that 10% difference? The court. The court. court. So Mm -hmm. a judge would have to then say, mm -hmm. I see a 10%, at least a 10% difference here. So still... It's still a little iffy, but, but it's something. it was doable. And mm-hmm. in that industry, it came up all the time, mm-hmm. of, mm-hmm. as you can imagine. But there's nothing like that that exists in jewelry. And that's what I find really that's crazy. really bizarre yeah. that there isn't such a standard yeah. there. Yeah, that's so, interesting. so strange. Well, Tiffany told me, Tiffany Stevens at JVC, mm-hmm. she told me and I wrote in the article, she said, I sort of have to think that it's because mm. people consider it women's work. Jewelry yeah. is something that women make, which is absolutely false. Um, yeah. but, Considering most people actually right. making it are men. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And bench jewelers are yeah. overwhelmingly, diamond setters are overwhelmingly male. male. Most of yeah. the heritage houses were founded right. by, by men. men. Exactly. Yes. Uh, but because, I love that she said that, though. Yeah, I yeah. Lo- love it. I love her I and I love that, that she said that. Mm-hmm. And I think, and I, I ruminated on it a lot because I thought, well, But it's not that we made it. It's that we are the primary wearers of it. Mm -hmm. And so... It's unimportant. It's less important, Mm -hmm. right? Ostensibly. It's less important than... I have to also wonder... I don't know. You know, it's interesting. I have to also wonder if... um, Part of the reason is people's general idea about what jewelry typically tends to look like. If you're talking to most lay people, if you're talking about jewelry, they're thinking of like diamond rings and tennis bracelets, right? So they're not typically going to be exposed to that much variety in design and their idea of what jewelry is is like a stone on a band or Mm -hmm. something like that so i wonder if in part the issue is that the perception of there being kind of really great innovative or or, um discreet design within jewelry Mm -hmm. is that uh, it passes them by. It passes they them by. They don't get that. They yeah. didn't see that. So therefore, That's they're like, point. well, what? Well, mm-hmm. well, a ring is a ring. You know, to right. most people, a ring is a ring to most people. Right. A diamond ring That's is true. like yeah. any other diamond so ring So you're saying them. 
let me get this clear, mm-hmm. that the nuance of design yes. is lost on the people making the laws. I honestly the think that's the bigger problem here because yeah. it's much easier to see a difference from, you know, um, Manolo Blahnik to, you know, mm-hmm. any other kind of Jimmy like Choo my or whatever, YSL yeah, yeah. boot or something right. like that. There are obvious aesthetic differences that are pretty they diverge pretty mm-hmm. greatly. And I think that perhaps the nuance of jewelry design gets lost on people. And that's why the courts are not even that that's like worried so about entertaining that. Interesting and interesting. so probable. I think yeah. that that is really <laughs> well, the likely I think problem. too, uh, unlike fashion, jewelry is not a necessity. And fashion technically falls under a human necessity. Yeah, and because I we know- have to wear... Exactly. And that because of that, despite, you know, the crazy fashion that, Mm -hmm. you know, we're not we're never going to wear. Yes. It still legally falls within that necessity. Well, it has to have a a consistent legal logic. Right. Mm -hmm. Uh, So it's like if we're enforcing this when it comes to a sneaker or a T-shirt, we have to enforce this all the way up. Right. Right. So jewelry is in no way. No. A necessity. It, it, to right. well, to so nobody correct. on right. earth is this a necessary no good. Right. Yeah. yeah. So I right. think those issues So all maybe it commands less. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I mean, I, I could argue so. it is necessary I mean, in my life. I'm like, oh, you said that and I like shrunk a little. Well, I know. Like, oh, but it is a luxury good at the it's end of the day. Good, It's a luxury good and it's not good. a necessity. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. again, the nuances, uh, the differences in design, those nuances, I think, do get lost on people and I think that it's much easier for somebody to spot, you know, the nuance, the differences in, you know, um, a YSL bag or a Birkin, you know, like mm, people, right. th- there's something immediately obvious about that. And also in scale, they're bigger. So it's <laughs> obvious to see yes. the differences. Like mm. when you're looking at a set of silver rings or gold rings, mm-hmm. you know, you have to sort of want to see the differences between mm. Three gold, two gold signet, exactly. touching your signet rings, beautiful yes. rings. Mm-hmm. You know, you have to sort of be like, oh yes, one is in a figure eight and one has a leaf on it. Yeah, right. you know. But to sort of glance at it, you're like, they're gold rings, right? Yeah, they're, they're gold, gold signets. Yeah, they're gold signet rings. Whatever. Yeah, right. but we know better because yes. I mean, but because we yeah. live in this we live industry, it, right? But yeah. that's yeah. the other part of it too. Uh, lay people, courts, the greater world outside, they don't interact with jewelry the way that we do. It's a great point. They yeah. just yeah. don't. Yeah. It's, we see it from they a They completely... don't have time either, honestly. <laughs> no. There's so many problems. Like, I honestly feel like, yeah, there, there's don't enough worry about us right. right now. Right. Yeah. It's cool. Right. Yeah. <laughs> worry about so some much. other shit. Let's get through right. some right. shit. Right. Yeah. yeah. Let's get through some shit. <laughs> yeah. But that's. That, I think that's in part the yeah. really the big problem. It's a lack of education about the industry. It's mm-hmm. a lack of uh, probably lay interest in the industry. And I think that... Uh, interest... Okay, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Interest in general yes. about jewelry and having a lack of it mm-hmm. feeding into, I'm sort of working through it right now, yeah, yeah, yeah. feeding into a, a lack of good law, good laws, but you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. useful laws to protect IP. Yeah. That is a really interesting if point. If the demand isn't there on scale, right. why would mm-hmm. legal minds worry about it right, right. now? Because we, well, they're worried about other things. Right. Right. But. Jewelry, I think it is, I can't remember the stat, is like one of the second biggest money producing, uh, is that mm-hmm. industries yes. for New York and a huge one within the United States. And those, that's people working, right? I, yeah, I so those are jobs. The money, the but so it's not those the money. I wonder right, what yeah. the right. scales are because I learned recently that the UK's biggest export is fashion mm. and that it is 
an extraordinary source of wealth and money mm-hmm. for the country overall. Mm-hmm. So I wonder what the scale of jewelry is relative to something like fashion and how well, much power... Fashion is number one. And that is also because companies like Walmart are considered fashion. Oh, yeah. Anybody so who sells clothes is fashion. It's yes. hard to... Yes. It's hard to you know, Correct. say yes. which is actually bigger because of the scale of fashion. Yeah. yeah. But in jewelry is certainly yeah. smaller. Uh, my stat scale, for but... the U- United Kingdom is specifically pertaining to luxury goods. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, but yes, you're right. Mm-hmm. If you're talking about fashion, that yeah. literally means like a $5 t shirt or a $5,000, mm-hmm. you know, jacket or yeah. whatever. Right. So, right. Well, the. So forty on Forty Seventh Street, right? There's n- numerous uh, organizations supporting jewelry, but they yeah. did do a report. I want to say it was like in two thousand six. I could be wrong on this. We a can get our hands on ago. it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, that had some great stats, but it's been years, right, since this has happened. Yes, searching for the stats yeah. on counterfeiting in jewelry is How would you really even? difficult. Yeah. They, they, um, the, the Federation, the Horological Federation, the Swiss. What did you just call me? Oh. I got you the Federation of. <laughs> it's actually called the Federation of the Swiss Swiss Watch Industry. They track the counterfeit in the watch world intently. Mm. And so they kind of know what their losses are due to copycats. But in jewelry, hmm. there is not that organization oh, that, that I know that body of. just doesn't yeah, exist. Yeah, like doesn't yeah. exist. Yeah. Yeah. So when I was trying to sort of like corral the those facts, those the Swiss, yeah. oh yeah, they're yeah, serious. They yeah. Gotta, and I mean, it's a crazy problem. Well, it's a, but it's a huge market for the Swiss. So I understand why yeah. they yeah. would have a whole organization right. devoted to that. Right. Yeah. And now, oh my God, have you guys seen some of the videos of the Rolexes and the... No, oh, I need so to see many these. watches where I mean they're they're virtually indistinguishable from the originals. Wow. The copycats are really? so brilliant. It used to be pretty obvious back yeah. in the day where you could spot a fake Rolex yeah. on, on yeah. people. I used to be able, you know, I used to like, I've gone on dates. Them. I've gone on <laughs> dates where no, I, there's a guy sitting across from me, and I'm like, that's a fake Rolex. <laughs> And were you like, no, I'm not going out with them again? Of course not. Oh, okay. I would never go out again. No. I would be like, oh, oh I, I totally oh, was yeah. surprised. No, no. You I never like, went out I with them again. would never be that never. harsh on someone. But he's like, oh, God, no. No, I, I love would it. never. Would you? I don't know. I don't. I mean, look, I work so in jewelry, but, but no, let but, me tell you. Yeah. I'm just telling you. Very handsome man I yeah. met at university. Very handsome. You might be able man. to fix that though. Who? Yeah. See, that woman's perspective. We're always See, like, oh, we can fix that. And, and but that's can where, we? That's where women get themselves into trouble. <laughs> yeah. Because you know. think you You're can fix so them. Right. I'm like, you I'm can't still fix single, it, honey. Here's so. a nice Shinola. Wear this nice Shinola instead. I don't yeah. know where you roll like this. Let's, let's start with an like. entry level tog. <laughs> let's start with an. I'll be like, next time I'll say, let's start with an entry-level Tog Hoyer, and there we'll take go. it from there. Yeah, but, there uh, you go. There you Yeah. <laughs> that's at least that. real. Uh, but, <laughs> no, no, incredibly handsome, lovely sure gentleman. It, was handsome. Yeah. it wasn't Very just handsome. the watch. It was the watch. <laughs> <laughs> I believe it. It was I the watch. It. We're it sitting across from one another. Watch. He was, uh, I, I, you had a lot of students from like all over the world mm-hmm. and from yeah. all across the country. And uh, he was from LA. So he's sort of like building himself up as like, I've got mm-hmm. cash. I've got a family. That's not yeah. the way to do it. Right. So <laughs> that is not the way. So we're sitting across from one another having a chat. And I looked down at his wrist and I was like, I 
first silently was like, that's a fake romance. And then I, and he's talking and he's talking and he's telling me about like, oh, he wants to, nah, you know, this is so gross, but he's like, oh, I want to buy this car. It's some luxury vehicle. I don't know anything about cars, yeah. but I don't know. It was some sort of like, I don't know, a Bugatti or something. Okay. I don't know. Whatever. Okay. <laughs> I don't know what cars are. Okay. JB and I are like, what car? What's a car? <laughs> what is a car? <laughs> I don't know. What are you talking about? Looking at cars and I, it's telling me about this car and I'm just like, wait a minute. That's not a real Rolex. I say to him. You say that to him. Yeah, I say to him. I'm not going to name him. I almost said. I kind of want to name him. No, but don't. No. I this I is like, every episode. I know every like, episode. I'm like, no. can I say The answer is always no. Okay. Like, That's a fake Rolex. And he looks at me like all... Uh, Flustered. Flustered and like upset. And it's just like, no, that's not, I would never wear a fake Rolex. And I was like, yeah, you I'm going to call him Rolf. Rolf, that's a fake Rolex. Come on. What are you doing? Rolf. I, I love that. <laughs> that's my. That's my go-to name. That was her alias earlier. Alias. On an earlier episode. But I was like, that is a fake Rolex. So he denied, denied, denied. And then I was just like, yeah, I gotta bounce. I gotta go. I mean. He's probably trying to impress you. I mean. That is not the way. I'm not saying you should buy a fake Rolex. That's no. But. JB, would you break up with somebody for wearing a fake something? Yes, you would. Don't even say No. Are you serious? Fake Patek. He's like, look, I'm a baller. And then you're like, wait. I think, A, I wouldn't be on the date with that guy. (laughs) I I don't even, I don't like, he wouldn't ask me out either. No. (laughs) You never know. You never know. Oh, no. Guy rolls up. Rolls up. Okay. Okay. He tells you, oh, the the valet took the car. Uh, You say, what kind of car do you drive? And he says. I would never ask that. No, what? This is theoretical. Okay, okay. Jesus. And he says, you know, I don't know, a Jaguar. A Bugatti. A, a Jaguar. <laughs> I don't even know what cars are. So don't. Okay. He says it's a Jaguar or something like that. Okay. All right. And, you're and then like, I'm like, oh, is it vintage? And he says, yes. And then we get married. <laughs> but, then, but then on your way to the wedding, mm. he pulls up. And it's some like janky fucking Hyundai. And from like 1998. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. You you leave that wedding. Do you leave? Yes. Yeah. Well, yeah. that's different because there's a lot of other things that have played into listen, you getting to the wedding. It's not correct? about stu- it's not about stuff. It's about right. you have fundamentally mischaracterized yourself. Right. As a per- you're, you're a little bit of a charlatan. You're a right, little bit of a right, charlatan. Yeah. And you're also now showing me that you're kind of desperate to try to impress me, which is not right. sexy. Right. right. And yeah. if you drive a Mazda or a Hyundai, just be like, I drive a Mazda. And I, I would drive a Hyundai. And by and the way, way if, yeah. he, if, yeah. he, if that kid Love didn't it. wear a Rolex, yeah. I would not have given a damn. Right. He didn't like, need I don't care. the Rolex. You don't need a bloody Rolex. Okay. And it says so, something about his personality that he needed correct. the Rolex. Yeah, that's And that's why you leave. That's the part. it's bigger. It's bigger. Okay, so just as we, as individuals are serving as, you know, we're going to govern what the choices are that our peers make. (laughs) Should we be doing that in the jewelry industry? This is something that comes up a lot. For Jewelry Week, people are like, you should start a diet Prada for jewelry. Can I tell you something? I tell every single, I don't care who my clients are. I don't care Mm -hmm. how big they are or how small. And I understand that it's a luxury to be in that position. But I tell 
every single client exactly what I think of what they're doing. That's I, so good. I have always been that way uh, mm-hmm. since I started my business and my business has done nothing but grow. And I've always been really direct and honest mm-hmm. with people. When people don't ask my opinion, I mind my own business. You don't give it. I mind yeah. my own business. But right. when they ask me, I'm like... Well, I've seen that a million times. And that, yeah. you know, look, look, I'll pull up an Instagram account. Look, you that ring, that looks just like my mm. friends over here. Yeah. And maybe you shouldn't do that. How do they respond when you say yeah. this is sort of a knockoff? They're often flustered okay. when I do point stuff like that out. But ultimately, like nine times out of ten, they're really grateful. And they'll say, mm. okay, let's not include that yeah. piece. Let's not shoot that piece. Oh, let's, like they're Great. pretty yeah. like accepting to that and I have found over time that people honestly when they work with me they look for that mm-hmm. they're asking me specifically like okay please tell me what you think you see a lot of stuff just right. tell mm-hmm. me straight right. up what you think you're almost yeah. a consultant for and, them and I say to them yeah, and an editor yeah and yeah. I say okay let's yeah. include this yeah. but you know what this I've seen a million times you're wasting your time and money with this don't even bother okay. move on you know mm-hmm. yeah. so I think the answer to that would be yes, yes. well I mm-hmm. get this from the article because you spoke to a lawyer mm-hmm. and he said that it might instead of relying on the legal system it might be better community for the standards. community yes. right, community to standards. serve as the governing body yeah. of yep. what's happening and that we should join together right. in this battle mm-hmm. whether it's like a diet product or mm-hmm. whatever it may be right. maybe less like aggressive yeah. right. but that right. that idea yes of- and you know what laws in america mm-hmm. come from community standards right that's yeah. how the, that's yeah. how right. this works yeah. so if the law doesn't exist yet have the community doing the policing and enforcing right i mean i think it's a great idea mm-hmm. i do i i <sighs> And then can we talk some shit about that chick who didn't pay me, too? (laughs) Oh, no, we already did that in another episode. I know, but I'm going to keep bringing it up. But you know the thing I want to talk about is the idea of this diet product is there was an account called Trash Manovich. Right. Right, which is was... Is it still ongoing? It's no. gone. Yeah. It's shut down. I emailed down. you guys today. Yes. I was like, it's not there. No, it's yeah. got yeah. shut down. Okay, got shut got down. Got shut down. Mm-hmm. Who, oh, so Instagram yeah. shut it down? No, the person doing it shut it down. Oh. For, Do you know what, why? From what I understand, it was personal reasons. Okay. Probably got overwhelming because, like I said, yes. I feel like this is a need that it's someone... It's a need, but by doing it and by creating that feed, you invite... Oh yeah, a, like a, a darkness a, and negativity into your of, into your yes, life, right? Sort of. yes. And then you are judge and jury, yeah. and you can be wrong. Yes, and then you can. Suddenly, I mean, diet product has been attacked, and the comments are brutal. Yes, and so you kind of have to be. I don't know. You got to be willing to put up with type. a lot of shit. But yeah. can we talk about Who this wants real to quick? Take that on, yeah, yeah, it's hard. Nobody wants to do no. that. Yeah. One. Can we talk about this? Yeah. Thinking, say, talking about you could be wrong. Yes. How many times? Yeah. Have you encountered designers who rant and rave about having have been copied? And that is so not I want to talk to you about this. The case. Right. Because you were like, there are some designers. When we spoke on the phone earlier, Elaine was like, there are some designers who I do not back up. You do not back up. Absolutely not. (laughs) And it's because their designs are already out there. And you didn't invent that shit. Right. You right, did right, not right, invent right. that shit. Like, right. you do not get to rant and rave and complain and draft legal letters to people and that right. sort of thing when you're telling me that you invented, I don't know, like the paperclip chain. No, you right. didn't. Right. No, you did not. Or it's like a ring that has like a certain enamel pattern or something. And it's like, and it's no. like everything's been done. Everything's in enamel, been done. Like, that's the other reality so, of it. Yeah. And I think that's what makes it so hard to 
enforce again, going yes. back to that mm-hmm. point, it's like there is so much of that kind of disposition in the business as well. There's a lot of these cases where people claim this has been copied, this is a ripoff, I originated this, and then you're looking at it and you're like, but this is it's not that original. This is a classic design or this is a vintage mm-hmm. design. This is an Edwardian, you know, kind of brooch we've seen a million times. Yeah. So you, this, you cannot claim that as yours. No, and I will say you know? too that there are three very, very hot, very sort of, you know, pioneering, trend-setting, fine collections out there that historians understand have been directly ripped off from yes. old heritage houses yes. mm-hmm. or museum pieces. Yes, yes. You know, yeah. and you see every once in a while an old picture from Cartier, from other, you know, from other historic heritage houses will surface. Mm-hmm. And you're like, that looks exactly like bang. Yep. You know, so there, and when I see those people mm-hmm. crying foul, it's a little bit, eh, like, like your whole collection is based on not this, but, you know, like some some primeval treasure trove of, like, amazing mm-hmm. jewels from the past. I yeah. mean, you did, this didn't come from your head. You, you're you not no. the creator of this. I, yeah. I, mm-hmm. I knew a designer once who literally made signets with Roman coins. Sort of on, Beautiful. on the scene, yeah. Which is gorgeous. Yeah. A lovely sort of design. And they sort of cast Roman coins and then I, I see now a lot of people doing that kind of work yeah. casting vintage coins or different casting vintage very medallions popular. very yeah. popular and uh, this person was sort of uh, carrying on and on about being copied the Roman coins on the signet specifically and I'm like girl it's a Roman ass newer, coin she was this is like recently this is recently oh, and no. I'm like this is no. you're literally <laughs> Face was like, like, no. Yeah, you're holding a <laughs> two thousand year old coin, girl. You nobody copied nothing. Right. Nobody right, copied right. anything. People here. have been making jewelry out of coins since coins were invented. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Yes. Like it's. I mean, I find that sort of thing really upset. Yeah. 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 It is. It's. Yeah. And a little lacking. It's, it's babyish. <laughs> Yeah, and it's, say, it's like you're a baby. In, Stop being a baby. Yeah. Self awareness. Yeah. So when yeah. you're, you're lacking in self awareness. Yeah, and yeah. you and maybe you don't have a very deep understanding of the market, which is a problem too. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I think that's part of the issue when it comes to enforcement of any yeah. of this stuff as well. Agreed. Well, I, Agreed. And I don't know how much research jewelers are doing as not to much. What a girl, is I'll tell you, there. not much. <laughs> not much based on what I see. Yes. No, I, I agree. True. I mean, there's so much out there too. I even will come across things, and we get, we get DMs all the time yes. if we post something that look. We recently posted a bracelet by this artist Noma Copley, who is a surrealist and very famously made a pencil bracelet out uh-huh. of gold, which is really cool. Which very is cool. so cool, and the designer. Let me look her name up. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> Nadine Gozen, yes, yeah, right. Gozen, yeah. Also has one, and I didn't know that. I I, didn't I know her no. work, but okay. I didn't know that. And so someone, you know, people DM'd us about it, and I just, I mean, I wrote that. Oh, it was inspired by this Noma bracelet. I have no idea. I don't know Nadine. Maybe right. she loves Noma. Who knows? I right. don't know. Could it have been innocent and that she just came Maybe? up with it? I don't know. Because uh, like you said, there's so much out there. Yeah. I think when I contemplate just, okay, I'm going to start a collection, 
if I were to, I mean, I think I would be accidentally ripping people off all the time. Yeah, because it's like if yeah. you're thinking about uh, jewelry kind of tropes. Yeah. Uh, how many kinds of jewelry are there that mm-hmm. are like real life everyday objects then transformed mm-hmm. into jewelry? Right. So is like a pencil bracelet. Uh, you honestly think those two are the only people who ever thought of that idea? I think in something like that, where it is essentially a museum piece, it's actually on view at Yale Art Gallery right yeah. now in their gold um, in Very America cool. exhibition. Yes. Is that where you're going tomorrow? That's where I'm going tomorrow to see this Nomacopoli bracelet. Yeah. 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 I'm so excited. But it's interesting in those cases that I don't know. I haven't seen, you know, anything Nadine wrote about it, but I would hope that she would reference it. It is directly. It's like that bracelet, like an it's, exact yeah. replica. I mean, it's she, Nadine has updated it, made it into fine jewelry, kind of what we were talking about mm-hmm. earlier. Like she's thrown some stones on there. Well, let me ask you something: um, if because it's cool. been sort of exalted and it's mm-hmm. being shown in a museum setting, mm-hmm. does it make you? Do you think she's less culpable because it's yeah. it's sort of like a showpiece? I do. I think because she's translated she's not, it for modernity. Is it you know? is the oh, idea I that think, she's not it. ripping off somebody who is creating a commercial good that the way that she would be? Is that the idea? I'm sorry, repeat that. Is it because it's not because the piece on display is not a commercial mm. good that is being mm. like mass produced by that person? Is that what makes it then more palatable? Being maybe. inspired by that, yeah, may, yeah, maybe that's mm-hmm. it. And I think also the amount of time and like, I, I do know Nadine's work; it fits mm-hmm. into okay. yeah. what she what does, she does, right? Mm-hmm. She often she does like a bike chain, she does a hamburger, mm-hmm. she okay. does these like the real world, uh, real object. world into, yeah. jewelry. into jewelry. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that's why I felt it was probably inspirational. The, and then that's, that's the other know. thing: we are talking about a real world object. We're talking about a right. pencil. Right. Yeah, right, right, right. Mm-hmm. So, like, how much can you really? Lo- nobody and, owns. Nobody that. owns right. the yeah. idea right. of yeah. what a pencil looks like. Yeah. In any but case. It's, yeah, interesting. These. Mm-hmm. Yeah, where do we draw the line? Is. Can we draw the line? Yeah, and know. that's what like courts and judges and lawyers think about, and that's right. why it's so challenging to enforce this stuff mm-hmm. because these are the kinds of questions they ask themselves uh, on a regular basis, and they're trying to find a consistent standard, and that's not easy to do when you're talking mm-hmm. about something as subjective as design. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 So. Um, that was great. I think also, though, before we close this out, uh, advice is do your research. Don't pick things from a catalog when you, you not really start a don't brand. Do that. Do not do that. Don't wake up on Sunday and pick from a catalog and to create you, by a the way, brand that you'll have by Monday. It, right. right. And don't you, do it. You yeah. do that, somebody's coming after you. Right. Believe right. Yeah. Somebody's going to get pissed get off. Ready. Get ready. Yeah. JB's right. Do you have to do your research, research? Talk to some people who are embedded in the industry if you are not in the industry. Yeah. Go to trade shows. Look Go at what people shows. are doing. Talk to people. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Good rule of thumb is just be really innovative. And yeah. if you don't think you are probably not Maybe listen it's, not it's a it's yeah. a there are many jobs there's plenty of things there are out many there. jobs okay. and some people yes. need to go get them uh, yes. but listen here's the thing most things have been done under the sun yeah there are very few it's things hard. that are new yeah. it's very hard it's and the market is incredibly crowded and it's so incredibly- be prepared for both of those be things, prepared for right? both yeah. of those yeah. things yeah. and That's if you advice. cannot contribute something new to the market you're probably better off doing something else yeah it That's sounds harsh, reality. but agreed. That's the reality of yeah, it. That's it. the reality. Yeah. 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 Well, we love you guys. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> let's plug a let's plug a few things. I'm going to start with a a self 
promoting plug uh, head to our website shameless i know shameless uh, nycjewelryweek.com we have a blog it's called future heirloom we have a blog and we have a great article on there about uh tiffany's um, oh i can't jackie. wait to read that and, yeah jackie Jackie is Love the you, editor. Jackie. This piece yeah. was nice. written by Nicholas Hyatt, and oh, it's called The that. Death of an American Jeweler. And it's all about Tiffany's um, and their recent feral, yes, Pharrell collaboration. Oh, the glasses. Oh, the, the, glasses. the glasses. So, yeah, the check that out. Glasses, and then yeah. head to JCK Magazine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Read your JCK. article. What is the name of your article? So, ooh. Do we know? I don't know. You know what? It's fine. <laughs> we will we will link it below. Link it. We yeah, will you link, can it. link it. You have not only an excellent podcast voice, but you also did an amazing job today. You You're did a wonderful you guest. Thank you so much. You were an amazing guest. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. And if you guys want to meet Emily, if you want to hear her talk in person, the Zing Report is hosting the first leadership retreat for the jewelry industry in Park City, Utah in October. Oh, it's going to be Regis so cool. Hotel oh, yeah. See, I forgot City. about that part. You have to put in the St. Yeah. Regis because we um, are taking over the hotel. It's so cool. And it is going to be a really incredible retreat for it, it's open you could sign mm-hmm. anyone can sign up mm-hmm. but you uh you want to sign up quickly because there's and a you're 200 speaking, I'm i'll be speaking here and there okay. probably okay. moderating more mm-hmm. okay but we have incredible speakers we have incredible content planned it's really sort of forward looking about mm-hmm. jewelry retail in the future and um i think it's just also just going to be luxe and fun and uh, you know super informative and there are these sort of networking breaks in between mm-hmm. where uh-huh. we're going to be like fly fishing and hiking and oh biking God, and we're in the mountains and it's just gonna i think it's gonna that be sounds a amazing event. it sounds amazing i hope that mm-hmm. both of you come yeah it's in october guys it's october, in october 14 yep. through 16 yep. conversations in park city by julie amazing Mutual. yeah yeah and then look at the zing report please which Check is what we will link it below yes. and then you'll send yeah. us information for the event so we can link that as that well that sounds mm-hmm. great thank you mm-hmm. so much yes. thank yeah. you so thank much you for so having me you. you guys are so fun you're so fast-witted and it's just a joy to be with you so thank you can you write that in a review <laughs> yeah. can you, hey by the way yes can you do that also yes, can you totally. write like multiple reviews you under know, different screen names yeah, yeah if you guys are out you. there and you made it this far in this podcast please go write us a review we never please ask give us for more that. than three plus stars please yeah if you i know if you like no it. give us five stars or get out okay <laughs> Give us five stars or get the fuck out. What is that? And if you didn't like it, you don't have to rate us. You don't need to say anything. Just don't come back. Move on with life. Just go get a job. Get a job. Get a job. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Welcome to many more one star reviews. (laughs) All right. Thanks for being here. Love you guys. Thank you. Bye. So Emily, funny. I was like, wait a year. Vaseline has her phone ringing oh on the God. pod. I'm calling you later. Yeah, no, she's not. Rachel, you tell her. That's a that's big so no-no. That's the worst. That's like, the worst. Where was my reminder? <laughs> I know. Rachel. I feel like we need. Yes, Rachel. Oh, sorry, Rachel. Come, sorry, Rachel. Rachel's literally never coming back. <laughs> Rachel is never responding yeah. again. In that sense. <laughs> we should have. We should have like a film, like in the movie theater. No, Rachel just I said. Can't